Hey y'all. So the last time we spoke, I was touching on a little bit of my undergrad experience as well as graduation day and a little bit of the day after. So I know I said I would split it up in parts. So now I guess the part that I'll touch on now is right after that. So after the day that it hit me, um, so now it's a Monday, and it hit me that, okay, I just graduated, got my bachelor's, and I still needed to pack for New York. I was pretty much packed before I left for graduation, um, but I needed to do some like smaller things as well as like solidify everything because I was going to be gone for a while. Um, yeah, so... That was a Monday, so Tuesday was when I was leaving and heading to New York from Virginia. So, the crazy thing about me is, like, when I'm excited about something or I'm passionate about something, it keeps me up. I'm obsessed with it. Um, I can't stop talking about it. And I can't just fathom doing anything else. And it wasn't the fact that it was... New York because like I said I have been to New York plenty of times I think it was the fact of what this new step could do for me and I figured it would be the answer to my lack of clarity and to some degree I was right and a lot of ways I was wrong so this this is this is real talk what I'm about to say is real talk and um where I at where I was at and how I was feeling and um a lot of people talked to me during this time um and from text messages and calls you know especially being if they were quick calls it sounded like I had it all together and really when I tell you I was unraveling at the seams I say that so lightly but when I tell you it was it was going pretty bad it was pretty bad but let's just go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so that Tuesday, I had an early morning flight. And normally I'm hyped when I when I do something new or something that I know is going to be so bomb. But the night before, I, it didn't keep me up all night. Um, and that should have been a clear indicator that something was off in me or something off was about to happen. So I had an early morning flight. Um... And I was all packed. I'm ready to go. I was just like, come on, let's do this. And so my mom takes me to the airport. Now, I always, for the most part, fly out the same airport. So, well, first, oh, let me not say that. She took me to the metro, and then I took the few stops to go to the airport. But like I said, I go to the same airport. So this was supposed to be a regular schmegular type of morning. Again, this was not my first time going to New York. Supposed to be a regular schmegular type of morning. I get to the airport. I'm about to go scam my little ticket or whatever. Like I had reprinted it. I was going to reprint out one and I was going to scan my ticket. Because I had it on my phone, but I always print out one just in case. Like if I get up to the, um, when I go on the plane, I don't want no problems when they try to scan my ticket. So I like to at least have the backup. While when I was scanning my phone, I was getting an error. I just kept saying error, error, error. So then I asked somebody, I was like, um, excuse me, um, is there something happening? Could you look at my ticket and can you tell me, you know, what's going on? He was like, this is the wrong airport. Huh? Huh? He tells me this is the wrong airport. This says entered the airport and I said I know he was like this is not that and I guess the shock had me sounding so dumb because I'm not realizing that he's really telling me I am at the wrong airport I booked my flight for the wrong airport (laughs) what how like I said this was not my first flight this was not my first time booking a flight so how does this happen So I try to calm myself down because I'm like, what? The airport that he's telling me that I booked this flight for 
is over an hour away. And mind you, this is early Tuesday morning when it's going to be rush hour traffic. So he was like, well, we have a partnership with Uber. So maybe you should try to call an Uber. And it's pretty early. So there's endless Ubers around here. And I'm sure you can get there on time. Because I did get to the airport early. But it would have probably put me right on time. I probably would have been running. But mind you, my mom had already left, went to work. So now I'm sitting here thinking, I got to do this. So mind you, I just graduated. And it was about to be my birthday that Wednesday, the next day. So like I had a little bit of money. Like I had money. Then I had like a little bit of extra money. But not enough to be blowing it on the first day. And I haven't even left Virginia like that. So, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I about to do? I'm trying not to cry because already I'm, if you don't know, I'm an emotional person. But I'm trying to keep it together because I'm trying to handle this like an adult. But it's literally getting worse because I'm standing in this airport with luggage that ain't about to go nowhere but in this airport. So, I'm freaking out. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to call an Uber. Call an Uber. The man talking about, I'm standing outside, the man talking about, I don't see you. And I'm like describing everywhere I'm at. I'm even like walking down. Maybe he's like further down. He's describing who he is, where he's at and all this stuff. I don't see him. He don't see me. He drives off. Not only did they charge me for that, they charged me inconvenience because he couldn't find me. and He didn't even try to find me. And I get charged for that. So now it's tapping my account and tapping my account. And I'm like, what in the world? So, like, I do, like, a little something on there just so I can get my money back. Because Uber don't, like, they don't have, like, a customer service line. So you kind of have to go through the little questions and all that stuff to get your money back. But I'm like, I don't have time for this. So I spent all that time doing that. And I'm still in this airport. So now it's getting worse because, like, time is going by and time's going by. So I called my mom. And I'm, like, telling her what happened. Because now I told her I would not necessarily give her a play-by-play, but I need to tell her now that I would not be in New York in the time that I said I'm being in New York. Because, obviously, yeah, at some point in time, she was going to check on me. Um, and just to make sure that I landed safely. And, obviously, I'm not going to be there because I'm still in Virginia. So she's telling me, like, look, you can use one of my cards, you know, um, Basically, choose wisely. Do what you got to do. Um, and go like that. Um, and mind you, this is like 6-something in the morning. So, I'm supposed to be in New York like 9-something. And so, I'm like falling to pieces. Because I'm like, how did I possibly do this? Like, I'm trying to live life on my own and take this step and this leap of faith and it's already going up in smoke like what and this is when I should have trust my gut feeling like sis it's not your time but of course me being hard-headed I'm like nah sis stick stick it out stick it out like it's just a little step back you're gonna figure this out you're gonna work it out it's gonna be good like you you're not gonna break down like you're built stronger than this. You got it. It's all right. Like, this is just a hiccup. You're going to figure this out. So, I called the airlines. And basically, every type of flight was booked up. And I was like, well, when is the next flight, you know, to either, like, LaGuardia or um, JFK? And um, it wasn't going to be until the afternoon. So I literally spent the entire day in the airport, literally, had lunch, had breakfast and lunch in the airport. Um, And again, spending money because breakfast is not cheap in the airport, which is food in general, anything in the airport is not cheap. And so now I'm spending even more money. So it's like even when my mom was talking to me and was going off and all this stuff like that, like I couldn't even hear her clearly because I was just in so much shock because I'm like, how did I possibly do this? And here I am already showing myself and my mom that I'm not doing good. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, ugh. 
what? So, I'm just like, I got this lump in my throat. Like, I'm about to cry all day. But I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult. Like, I can't just sit here and have this whole meltdown. It happened. And I had to move on. Like, that's just really what it was. So, at the time, like, the person I was staying with, like, my friend at the time, I was like, Telling her, you know, what was going on or whatever. Because she's at work and her family's at work. And um, and so now I'm, like, telling them, like, what the update is and all this stuff like that. Because I done messed up. So by the time I was going to get there, they was going to be off of work. And they was able to pick me up anyway. So I was just like, you know what? That's okay. Um, I persisted because I really, really wanted to make this work. Um, and the next, like I said, the next day was going to be my birthday and my first day of my internship. And I did not want to appear like I was quitting or like I was, you know, just, just not trying my hardest, um, to make this work when I had already made commitments that again, I was going to come to this job. I was going to, you know, transition because I had planned to go there in the fall, um, to start my master's program in New York too. So I wanted to get acclimated in a different way, not from a way, oh, I'm just visiting, but actually like get in my life. So I was like, you know, telling myself it's just a minor setback and everything like that. So the day kind of got even more jacked up because it's like it rained and I went to class with my friend and um which was cool or whatever like it wasn't nothing really extraordinary that day um I was just so glad to not be in an airport not be in a plane and just be out so it it didn't even matter so we went and got food and stuff went to her school and all this stuff but like even though I was hyped to get off the plane and stuff like that I just no longer was excited in the way that I was like earlier in the semester even like the beginning of senior year, like how I was, like, like I said, I have really lost that spark. And so I'm just doing whatever, like, just as long as it seemed like I was doing something. And I had to let that pride go, but I wouldn't like, cause it's again, I had told everybody that I was leaving and that I was doing this and that. I had told my mom this, gave her a whole game plan. Like I didn't give her a chance to like, let me, let her celebrate and let me celebrate. Like she went through school, through this journey with me. I'm the first out of my, me and my sibling. I'm the first. And I robbed that of her too. She had been through a lot too over my time like even in high school like we have been through a lot together and I kind of robbed her of the experience just a simple fact because I wanted to do what I wanted to do and be stubborn and be um I don't know just kind of ridiculous like I was in my own head so much that I didn't care what everybody else was thinking and I have a level of discernment that's so high that I ignored all the signs from the get-go I should have just stayed home let that sink in and just wait but rather I messed that all up and what could have happened or happened so much sooner because I had a pride problem and that's when the simple fact is the fact that I wasn't telling people all that I was going through either or what I was thinking. Like I would tell my mom, but she just probably figured it was just some like anxiety of me having to go to the next step. But it was rooted deeper than that. And I didn't really tell a whole bunch of people. And that hindered me like telling solid people that really would have had my back. I didn't even tell them because I was just like. All of us were in a different predicament, so I didn't even think they would understand. And so I said nothing. And I was literally unraveling. And had I just stopped that cycle right then, um, I probably would have fared better. I wouldn't have had to go through a whole loop of me being hard-headed to get to where I am today. And so I'll tell anybody not even people who just leave in school or anything like that, just in general, it's okay not to have all of the answers, especially all at one time. Um, especially as young people, 
we're old enough to know better, but we're not wise enough all the time to do better or at least the best that's required in that moment. Like give cut yourself some slack like you're not going to have it all together. That's what life is literally about for you to not necessarily intentionally make mistakes, but so that you continue to grow and evolve. You're not going to know everything because if you will know everything and do everything right, you will be perfect and you're not. And that's okay. Like, and you can't be everything to everybody. Like, take some time to really think or Life will do it for you. If you don't sit down, life will sit you down, okay? And I know that about myself because I know when I'm doing too much and stuff and I start to feel a little tickle in my throat like I'm about to be sick or I'm getting headaches like crazy and stuff like that, you got to sit down. And so that's this was a series of headaches. That's That's what it was turning out to be, a series of headaches because from that day on, there was some good moments. But it was it was some stuff. Okay. Um, I had no idea. I thought this was minor. That one moment was minor compared to what the summer was. Um, to my quote unquote fresh new start. So like I said, um, you know, I had high hopes, high intentions, everything like that. I was gonna be starting my internship the next day. Let me tell you about this internship. So the fact that Okay, with me, I want to be doing something that's going to add value to me. Um, all internships are not going to be paid. All my, all my internships I've ever had, um, they all have not been paid. Some have, some have not. Now, this internship was one not paid. Um, I was staying in Long Island and my internship was in Garden City. But the field was in Hempstead um, at Hofstra University. So this this office or this setup was not what my expectation was. Especially being that some of the organizations, even the smaller organizations, were a lot more organized and were a lot more um, upscale as far as how they presented themselves and the technology they have and stuff like that. This was one of those situations where the internships, the internships were opportunities to get free labor and to bleed the interns dry because they had the fresh cutting edge information being that they're still currently in school or they just graduated from school or needed this to graduate. Um, the office was small. Um, it it was a chill environment. I will say that it was a chill environment. Um, it was a diverse group um, of interns that I was with. I mean, there was people that was from um, going to school in Florida. Most of the students were from Syracuse, which was kind of like annoying because they are really different. Like they're cool. But because the hiring person who's over the internships is from Syracuse, it was kind of like, okay, so it's cool to know what kind of product you're going to get. But at the same time, like, that's not cool either. Or maybe just people, a lot of people didn't sign up. I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But yeah, I was a merchandising intern, which is different from anything that I ever done in sports. Um, Most of my stuff was social media management, website management, branding promotions, um, game day ops, that type of thing. So this was cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed it and I learned a lot. Um, and it really got me fired up for that. But at the same time, again, being that I had strayed so far away from, you know, my plan and just kind of was deviating and taking this part out and that part out, like I was all over the place. So this internship was not going to help me find answers. Um, it just was kind of a distraction. And if I was going to look for a distraction, I did not need to go to a whole nother state to do that. But I did. The internship was part-time. Um, and I told nobody it was my birthday. I wanted it to be like a regular day. They didn't really find out until the next day. But 
it was crazy. Like, I mean, there would be times, like I said, it was part-time. So I was working like, I don't know, three days a week. And there'd be times I would come all the way there. And they'd be trying to turn around and say, oh, like, you can go home at 1 o'clock. Like, there would be no work. Unless there would be times, like, right before a game or something like that, there would be nothing really to do. And I'm like, huh? Like, I was getting blown. So on my off days, I was trying to find a part-time job so that I could just fill my time. Like, again, not really trying to add value necessarily to my life. I just know I needed money. And... All this idle time was killing me. And I'm so, like, thinking about it now, I'm so blessed for that idle time because it focused me to where I can really take time for myself. The time that I should have been taking while I was at home um, after graduation to get my mind together. And so it forced me to sit down. Um, Oh, my gosh. And I was doing things I never did before. So, I mean, this experience did um, show me how resilient I was to start doing things I never did before and um, really stepping out of my comfort zone. But it was making me sad. Like, okay, I couldn't find a job, couldn't find a part-time job, and I felt bummy. Like... I'm always such a go, go, go person. And I just hated being in my friend's house just chilling, like, while everybody else was doing something. Like, they were either working or going to some type of camp or just actively doing something. And all I had was, oh, I'm off today. I came all this way to just be doing a little bit. Like, I felt some type of way. And so I would write a lot and um, journal a lot and, you know, I would talk to the same people. But I just didn't want to bother anybody with my issues. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know, it was too heavy for me and I didn't want to put it on anybody else. So I just was like, wow. And so many people back home were excited for me to succeed and I didn't feel like a winner. I I didn't even, I was trying to encourage myself and trying to encourage myself and nothing was coming through and I was sad. I was just, it just was not good um, for me. And so I started thinking of a plan, but I never acted on it because I knew the plan that I was creating was deviating from the initial plan I created. And so much had been invested in me. Um, from so many people and I didn't want to let anybody down and my idle thoughts was creating this plan that I kept putting on the back burner when really again trusting my instincts I should have just went with it and went with it boldly instead I was acting scared which is not in me but I was just so like I said last episode I was so broken as a person that my judgment was off Um, I'm doing things I don't do and I'm gonna try not to cry oh my god I lost myself and I just I was doing things out of desperation rather than doing what was necessary And when I tell you I was applying for jobs nonstop every single day, I was even at the internship applying for jobs and I'm constantly getting rejected, rejected. I would get an interview, interview would be bomb, and then I would get rejected over and over and over and over again. And part of it, I even altered my resume because I knew most of my resume was sports related. I even altered my resume because I did have other experience doing other things. And I was even trying to think proactive, like, okay, I'm going to get this job. So even when I come back here, after I get all the rest of my stuff from Virginia, then when I get back to New York, 
I can have, you know, my job, but nothing was coming through. And um, at the house, like, I could tell there was friction, but it was friction that I caused. Because honestly, thinking back then, I wouldn't have even wanted to be around me. Like, I was just empty. Um, Really, just empty. And... It was getting ugly, and like I said, it was my fault because my frustrations with myself and my circumstance allowed me to do childish things um, because I was not myself. I was not doing the right things. Instead of talking and communicating what I needed to do, I was talking to everybody else about it. And um, there is life and death in the tongue, and... Your words do have more power than you give yourself credit for. Because I said some things that I couldn't take back. I did some things that I couldn't undo. And it hurt people. Now, granted, was the delivery wrong? Yes. Um, but, I mean, I, I said what I said. I did what I did. Um What it takes is the fact that you... You have to respect others, even if the way they are is different from you. You have to respect where they are. You have to respect who who they are. Um, you don't have to necessarily condone what they do, but you do have to respect them and at least acknowledge um, that that is a perspective. And your way is not always the best way. And use those experiences of discomfort to your advantage so that you can learn something new. Um, instead of focusing on the negative or complaining, like I could have had no internship. I could have, it was a hot summer. I could have not been indoors and had off days. I could have not had anything going on after school. Um, even though the intention was wrong of how I got it, I could have not had that opportunity to be okay. And I was focusing on all the things wrong because it wasn't going my way. When really, if I had just changed my mindset early on, I could have focused on something that was good um, and really grew myself. I did learn a lot from the internship and it did help me and I did have a lot of networking opportunities, but that wasn't for me. And so what I'll say is get you some solid people that at any time you can call them. Um, that's vital. Like, stop acting like you don't need nobody. You need somebody. You can't sit up with your thoughts all day and think that you can come up with something different. Of course, you're going to be the amen corner for you. Of course. It's you talking. And the other thing I'll say is don't burn bridges. You never know who will be there in your time of need. Somebody literally that I've had off and on relationship literally sent me money. And I didn't even ask them. I didn't even tell them all that was going on now granted they knew a little bit but I didn't even give them details and they literally sent me money and prayed with me they didn't have to do that at all and I'm blessed because I didn't I didn't ask for this and I put my own self in the situation but I still have enough favor that somebody who I'm not even close with that much will pour into me in my time of need and they don't even know what I'm going through. And it's people that I know that literally knew some of the things that was going on and they didn't even look my way. So... It it put things in perspective for me that you never know. You just never know 
what can happen and who's in your who's really in your corner until you really get in a bind and to understand that what you have is enough it's enough stop asking for more especially you cannot be entrusted with more until you can show that you can do something with what you have of course, strive for better, but you have more than enough. Everything that you need to go to the next level, you have. You just haven't tapped into it. And that's that's what I should have been telling myself. Because I did. I had a laptop. I had Wi-Fi. And so many other things. And it was sitting right there. So, I knew for a fact that I didn't go through any of that by accident. And I wouldn't take that next step because I was scared. But the thing is, I had gotten to the point where I didn't care anymore. I didn't care anymore that I'm I'm walking to the bus stop in the heat. And I'm on the bus going to work, not knowing if I'm going to work a full day. And coming back home to mayhem and... um. The folks talking about me to my face, behind my back, all types of stuff. And I'm catching hell every side. But it taught me that if you don't like your situation, handle it. Literally handle it. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Just to please somebody. Or to constantly combat the idea of it's not what it looks like who cares it's okay to grow apart from something someone or someplace that keeps you in your comfort zone if you really really want to change you're gonna boss up and do it and when you think it's over push even harder it's a test because if you fold you're gonna be kicking yourself and you're gonna prove them right don't fold Literally anything that is important to you or you want to achieve, you need to put that same amount of effort into the actions that you do with the thoughts. When you're obsessed with the thought of change and you speak in it, you got to act. But the thing is, you got to know when to be patient, too. You can't do everything. You can't put your hands at everything. You'll mess it up. Like I said, you're not perfect. You will mess it up. So if you constantly talking too much, which was my thing, you talking too much and you, you just you saying too much and you talking to people who have dead minds. You can't do that. You can't speak life and think somebody that has a dead mindset is going to cheer you on or push you or challenge you to do better when they can't even fathom that type of energy you have you will not always get what you want and that's a good thing sometimes what you want whether that's a certain relationship or the saver relationship or a tangible item or an opportunity that you felt like was meant for you there's something better for you if you don't get it there's something better for you it has to be it has to be i trust and believe that it has to be Nothing happens by accident. And so sometimes it may be you. Everybody's looking at all the other problems. Maybe it is you. Maybe you need to be stretched a little bit more so that you're ready for the opportunity when it comes. So there's no doubt about it that it's for you. Okay? You need to be stretched a little more. And you need to be in the right path, the right posture to receive what's for you so you don't mess it up. Okay? Sometimes it's us, and we don't want to sit there and set and self-reflect, but sometimes it's us. And we got to self-evaluate and self-check us first before we start pointing the finger. Like, am I really doing all that I could do? Do I have the right attitude? Do I have the right mindset? Am I putting good things in my body, not just physical, but am I feeding the right things? Am I reading the right things? Am I talking to the right people? Literally, birds of a feather is real. So maybe in this season, you need to prune some people. Because I know I did. I had to let some people go. 
it's not it's not good for my growth and like i said every everywhere you go everybody cannot go especially when you have an assignment or you have a goal that is extraordinary everybody can't go with you they can't even hear the idea it's not safe so that's when i i decided i'm gonna make a game plan so like i said on my my off days i took i turned that hulu and netflix off i you know i said okay well if i'm not supposed to have a job out here maybe i need to move on i talked with some of my mentors got to talking i even got even more emotional than i am on this this episode right now and it told me you gotta be you're gonna have to be accepting the fact that you're gonna have to do some things you don't like to get with where you need to be and once i heard that even though it was a hard pill to swallow i was like all right bet so when i i prayed on it and i was like you know I'm going to get my act together. You're not going to sit up here and be sad no more. You're not going to sit up here and write no sad stuff no more. You're going to boss up and you're going to get it together. And I got tired of being miserable and not fitting in and not being happy with my situation. And I was counting down days because my internship made me sick. Um, My living situation wasn't working out anymore. It wasn't getting any better. And I even told my mom I was considering coming home. And she popped off on me because it became a money thing. Because real talk, I'm going to tell y'all, my mom was unemployed for a long time. A long, long time. And she was struggling. I have a younger sister. And it's just the three of us. We lean on each other to do everything. And she was unemployed for a long time. For the first time I had ever seen in my whole life. My mom has always supported us. And everything he did, and even if she didn't have it, she still poured into us. So to tell my mom that I'm coming home, and she had poured into me to stay there, and it broke me. And she she knew from the get-go that I want to be there. And I tried my hardest for months and months. To stay there and it was not working and it was out of my control. And so yes, she popped off. But when you have a dream and you have this discernment that I have, you can't play with it. You gotta you gotta move. And I was firm and I was bold. And I told her, I said, I promise you I will get you the money back and then some that you spent but I have to come home <laughs> and when you care about your plan so much and your life depends on it because it, the thing is it's not like I was in the worst circumstance but my soul was on the line my inside was not good and I was tired of ignoring my gut and so I I didn't regret anything. I was already had my plan together. So on my off days, I was I decided I'm going to come back home. So I was talking to one of my mentors who's my advisor for my master's program now. I told him I'm coming back for real this time. Is it still okay to apply for the master's program? He was like, "Yes, we we um, accept applications on a rolling basis so you have plenty of time and I was crying because it was a month before school was about to start who does that so I was thinking in my head oh my gosh how am I going to do this like I know teachers are on vacation and stuff like that how am I going to get a letter of recommendation like everybody I knew that could give me a letter of recommendation they were either about to be tied up with something or they were gone. I literally opened my application because I had applied a year before. And I was thinking I was going to have to start from scratch. And my application was already done from the first time. It was sitting there and I had been accepted already all I had to do was refresh it and change some things and pay the fee I literally had to do nothing 
but push I didn't push submit and I had just enough money to pay the application fee and this is what I'm saying that when you're aligned with your purpose and you let go the way you're supposed to let go it happens for you What's for you is for you. It's for you. And before that, I didn't have any other assistance. Literally, if I didn't make the money, which is what I was used to, my mom gave it to me. And when my mom didn't have it to give, then I just figured it out. So this right here was something else. That was my green light. When I heard that from him, and then when I saw the application sit in there, that was my green light. I had started packing up my stuff little by little, not to make it hot. I had started packing the stuff, and I decided I got to get out. I got to get out. I talked to one of my line sisters and another person I was close with, and I said, I got to go. I got to go because it's it's on. And it's crazy that the place that I was running from so much is the place I craved the most. It was so much confusion where I was at and so much foolishness that I I was fighting so hard to get my peace back. I didn't care that I had to go home anymore. I didn't care. I got into an argument with a friend and enough was enough. Like literally the closer I got to trying to go home, the more hell rose up for me. I, I got to go. I got to go. And after that argument, that same day, I called my mom. I said, I'm coming home tomorrow. Tomorrow. It was like a Wednesday. And I said, I'm coming home tomorrow. She had already bought me a flight for the next week. And I felt bad because it's like I felt like that was wasted. But I know I could not stay another day. And um, I had a lump in my throat the same way I did when I got on that plane the first time and was heading to New York. But I boldly said, I'm coming home tomorrow. And I said, "If could you come get me from the metro tomorrow night, please? And I barely had any money. But like I said, if you on track, you're supposed to be, it happens. And that's when I said that person I barely talked to like that had given me money. My line sister had gave me money. And I had enough. I had enough. And that night, I made a plan which buses I would take to get to the Greyhound station. I'd never taken Greyhound before, but I was going to take it because, period, I was going to be in Virginia that next day. So I knew how the bus schedule was running and stuff like that. And that's why I felt like all those moments prepared me for this moment in the summer because had I never rode a bus before, any of the buses, whether it was in Queens or whether it was in, like, Nassau County or whatever, I would have never known how to do this, but I did, and I figured it out, and so that night, I stayed up all night planning, and this is what I'm talking about. I know myself, so if I really want to do something, it keeps me up and keeps me going. I literally stayed up all night with this plan, so it was bulletproof, and then I was going to leave because everybody was going to be at work and everything like that. I literally prepared to go somebody's home. So now I have to adjust my plan and everything that I'm doing. And it takes me even longer to get to the bus station. But it was, and I went through so many obstacles that day too. I took so many buses, so many different things, and my luggage tour, all this stuff. I, I barely ate or drank because I didn't want to have to use the bathroom. I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to do anything. The Greyhound delayed picking us up from the stop because it was some type of accident or whatever. And I, I stayed. And I, I was sweating. I didn't care. I had to get home. And I was on the Greyhound. I went to Jersey. Their schedule was off. I don't care. I, I got on. I got the right bus just in time. I found out. Um, I had to wait a little bit, but it didn't matter. And then it took me to Penn Station, and I took the metro. Even though that's the furthest point, I took the metro all the way down. My mom thinks I was on a plane, and really, I was taking mad buses to get home. And 
when I got to the stop I was supposed to be on, these two people held me up because they was talking. So I couldn't even get on the metro on the line that I needed to get on one time. But like I said, I had just, I had money on my metro card. Everything was good. Um, on my smart card, it was all good. And um, I got to the station. I saw my mom and as pissed as she was because I had held her up and she had to go to work the next day. I was so relieved because I finally made it home. And I didn't even want to think about the next day or anything like that. I just wanted to be home. And the blessings in between that is this is when you know you're aligned with the right things. Because stuff starts falling in your lap. And blessings just kept falling. As soon as I had got on the Greyhound, I get an email saying that I received a scholarship for the next school year. And not only did I receive the scholarship, I got an increase. The first scholarship that I got from them was $200. And the scholarship for the school year that I received then was going to be 2000 and then that day, my mom texted me and said that she had a job lined up for me and that I could start in two weeks. And then that same day, an hour later, I get accepted into George Mason for the master's program. <laughs> so before I literally could get no job and now I have something I have a whole full time job lined up getting paid more than I was willing to get paying getting these other jobs. And I was so thankful. I was so thankful because I really thought it was over for me. And granted, no, I'm not in my desired field, but I do enjoy what I do. I do. And when I tell you I grinded, I grinded. I literally, in three months, had gotten three raises and two promotions. Okay? So, don't tell me that I was not aligned with where I needed to be. It all has to happen on purpose. Life is not a one-size-fits-all. Like, you got to go through some some type of struggles to get to what you need to get to. Um, And I feel like, again, had it happened any sooner, I would have messed it up. you got to stop comparing yourself to other people. I know when people come out of college, you see them doing all these wild things, but you don't know what they did in private to get that. Okay? Or you don't know if you were in that same situation, could you even handle it? You don't know what people are going through. Be kind to them. Okay? Nobody really knew all the different things that I was going through. But I know that if you even knew a glimpse of some of the things that I went through, even in college, you would look at me and say, how are you still standing? How are you still smiling? But I would just say peace and happiness is not worth risking. It's not worth it. And faith without work is dead. Stop being lazy. We got to get this this slothfulness out. I hate to see somebody lazy. I hate to hear some type of excuses. We got to stop it as a collective. Stop canceling yourself out before somebody else does it for you. Okay, if you're going to already act defeated, I don't know why you're going to try. If you're going to say bad things about you, what makes you think that people won't say bad things about you? Because you've already allowed that mindset into yourself. You got to watch what you're feeding yourself. You're not the only person who's been through some stuff. And it doesn't end just because you had some obstacles. Honestly, if you didn't have any obstacles, I would think you're not doing the right thing. Your life is worth fighting for. You're worth fighting for. Fight for yourself and for your dreams. If you have no obstacles, literally, I don't understand what the purpose is. Like, you have nothing worth fighting for. So, the fact that you're going through things 
and stuff like that. Something is coming. Something is happening. You don't go through stuff just to be going through stuff. And you don't live life just for you. Somebody is watching you. And you have no idea. Yes, that pressure. Yes. But at the same time, somebody did it for you. Be the person that you needed when you were a young person. Be that person. This laziness has got to stop. And we're all at different levels. Stop looking over there. Your grass is getting scorched because you're watching what they're doing. Water your grass. Okay? Get your behind up. Wash your face. Brush your teeth. Make your bed. And do something different that will push you and propel you to the next level. And I promise you it's going to be important. Or do something that gives you joy or that makes you smile. If it looks silly to somebody else, bump them. Bump them. Okay? Most often times, the people who deflect and they talk nasty to people and all these different stuff, they're literally deflecting because they just as tore up, if not worse, than you are. Okay? Love on them even harder. Don't talk about them. Don't give them no more energy. Okay? Love on them because they need it. Okay? They need it. Do you. You can be the change that helps them and straightens them out. Okay? They have no power over you. And don't even give them the satisfaction. You owe them nothing. But what you can give is love. Really. So I'm going to end like this. You're all right. And the fact that you woke up today with breath in your body, that's a gift. That's purpose. Keep fighting. You're not by yourself. You matter. You're worth it. You're beautiful. And I'm here for you. If nobody else isn't here for you, I'm here for you always. And if nobody told you they loved you today, I love you the most. And if you ever need somebody, please send me a message. Whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, they're the same thing. At XOMing, two underscores. And let's talk and continue to grow together. Thank you for letting me share my truth. (sighs) And now I can breathe. I feel a little lighter. I feel like I haven't told this to a lot of people. It's, you know, because I'm not one of those type of people. But I thank y'all for listening. And I appreciate y'all. Keep rocking with me. I love y'all. Bye.